Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thinking on Charge podcast. This is Jonathan with Team Salt Boys. And Ryan with Team Lethal. Marco from Team Metaclub. And today we are on, I believe it's episode 10. I've actually lost count of how many episodes we've done now, but... We were doing so good. Boys, we made it. <laughs> we did it. We're on the we're 10th episode. Through uh, the loud noises. <laughs> we actually found the lost episodes. Uh, technically, this might be 11. Did we put it up? Did you put it up? I, I put it up. Oh, Don't cool. listen to it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> I think that's our worst one. It is. We made so many mistakes, it was unreal. But uh, we've actually moved our, our date. Uh, we usually do it on Sundays. Today, it's, uh, it's Monday the 24th. It's like 9 p.m. It's just late for me. Um... But we're going to be recording uh, on, on Mondays now. But uh, we just had a Team Wars event on Saturday. It was the first, probably the first teams, Team Wars event we've had here locally in Houston. Uh, 13 teams registered. I think one of them actually no-showed. They came super late. But uh, 12 teams, that's four rounds. Pretty big event for, for Houston. Uh, a city that's so big that we have like six different locals that are fully active. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts and impressions of the whole event? I remember seeing the uh, that Facebook post where someone was like, what time Team Wars starts as Team Wars is starting? And it's like 12, and I was like, oh no, can you guys hold off? Like, no, show up on time like a normal person. Like, I was here at 11. Exactly. It's an hour before. But no, uh, I think this is probably one of the best events that we've had in a very, very long time. Definitely something, like, unique, interesting, uh, interesting and unique, unique and interesting. <laughs> no, but, uh, like... All for real though, the, it was very fun. Um, I think my biggest takeaways, um, started on time, uh, the event was very fast. Like as soon as rounds were over, there was a little bit of a break and then next rounds are posted right away. We started at 12, we ended at five. Like you couldn't ask for a more faster tournament. It was well organized. Uh, I had a lot of fun, a lot of deck varieties. Um, nobody was confused about how team structure was and anything else like that. Everybody was just, as soon as they got there, they understood what they were doing and they were ready to go. And I think that was probably, like, that, that was probably just the best thing right there. What do you think, Marco, from your, your commentation side? Yeah, so with that said, I did commentate the event. I didn't participate on, like, Ryan and Jonathan. So they can probably give you a better insight of how, like, you know, the experience was. But in terms of looking at it from, like, you know, an outside perspective, I think it was an excellent event. This is definitely something that has been in the talks for the in the Houston community for some time now. It took a while to execute it, but it has finally been executed, and I think it was very successful. I actually believe that we have gotten more teams that I personally was expecting, and let alone there's still a lot of teams that could have joined that didn't. So, you know, we registered with 12 teams at the end of it all. When the event started, we could have potentially probably hit, like, you know, somewhere between the 16 to 20 range, and that's actually pretty exciting. Because at the ending of this results, a lot of people were talking about, wow, this is actually like, you know, this is a really awesome event. It played out better than, you know, expected. As long as we keep getting a large turnout for this type of event, we will, like, you know, people will continue showing up. And that's really good to hear. I think it was uh, organized very well, efficiently. It was handled by Lotus Gaming, a shop that's really, you know, making their name known in the community. And, yeah, that's pretty much my thought. So, uh... I did participate, Ryan and I both participated in our own respective teams. Uh, Salt Boys had three teams out there, and uh, I decided to go with the, the spice the spice route. I didn't, I didn't anticipate playing anything, you know, fully meta, it's not my style. Um, I played set one green double strike Goku, that's just 
double strike on the front, double strike on the back, and he draws a card on the back. Um, I don't think anybody anticipated seeing this this deck <laughs> when they uh, when they sat down. Uh, ironically enough, the the first matchup I had was Blue Trunks that says uh, if you take a life to the drop, just reveal it instead. Uh, so it kind of put a damper in my feet Kamehameha plan, but uh, you know I went two two for the day. I beat Invoker and I beat uh, Majin Vegeta. I lost to Trunks, and then I actually had a, a Vegex. It's just out aggroed me. That's funny that you actually beat Majin Vegeta because that's technically the better version of your, like your leader. Actually, but you just yeah. kind of stomped on him. <laughs> well, I, I found my dormants, and I'm sure he doesn't run the gates. So oh, you don't be yeah, pure aggro versus a dormant is not fun. No, so. Uh, I just went in. Uh, it was pretty sad. He was upset. I was his only loss <laughs> for the day. But take, take that victory in high stride. Oh, for sure. We we ended up going 0-4, but you know I'll take my minor victories. Uh, it was a good learning experience for the team. And, uh, how'd you perform? You uh, so I decided I wanted to play something new, so everybody didn't understand what I was doing, which was fun because mm-hmm. I like it when people don't understand what I'm doing half the time. Uh, I took King Cold. Uh, the new King Cold deck, which was very fun. I'm pretty sure that will actually be my main deck, much to the disbelief of my uh, favorite, one of my favorite decks, Mickey Burrow, which I still have built because that deck is super fun. Um, uh, King Cold is what I took. That deck is uh, crazy. Uh, the field spells are very powerful. There's a lot of drawing in that deck. Uh, I think the match that I was streamed on, uh, turn three, turn four, I want to say. Mm-hmm. When I was playing against an aggro shin player, he had like five cards in hand, and I, I think I had like eleven. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like it was the the deck just does a lot of uh, hand advantage, life advantage. Like awaken on turn two, I was guaranteed. Um, the 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 deck was super fun. Uh, uh, my matches were Macho Vegeta, or not Macho Vegeta, sorry, um, Red Broly Swap. Uh, I'm already bringing forward in my second match. Oh, Agro Shenron, Dark Broly, and um, uh, what is it? Gogeta Zeno. Mm, that's a tough matchup. Yes. The only match I lost was to Dark Broly, and that's because I made the biggest mistake. I was just like, well, I can win next turn because I have a Blueberry in hand to get the Unstoppable Invasion out of my deck. Swings for Double Strike to try to kill me. I combo my Paragus, and then I... Did uh, I ditched the blueberry and my turn? I didn't realize it. My turn comes. I I charge and I go. Where's the blueberry? <laughs> and I didn't realize I warped it off the Paragus and it cost me the whole game because I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't get big enough to double strike because I was gonna uh, try to double play it with uh, the Paragus I had on board to pop it and replay. That's rough. It was a big oof sad moment. It happens. Happens to the sometimes, but happens to a lot of us. But other than that, uh, I went three one myself. Uh, our team went 2-2. Uh, like I said, I was playing King Cold. Uh, David was playing Trunks, uh, Future Trunks. And Sebastian was playing uh, his burn uh, his burn deck. Spicy Red Yamcha, bro. Spicy, I saw the deck. Spicy Red Yamcha. That was disgusting. I really liked it. That, um, Gohan's, that Gohan's secret's really good. <laughs> uh, busted. That, that's just a... If you can consistently get it out, it's, it's gross. But... Uh, Tevin and uh, Joshua Thrash were my teammates. The goat, uh, goat doing goat things. Played Kid Coop. G O A T. G O A T, baby. Stick to your guns. That's Hell it. yeah, bro. Use heartfelt playing people on turn two. <laughs> bro, all I see him is play Kid Coop, and I respect that man because he'll never let that deck die, and I respect the hell out of him. He'd play Reboot Gohan if he could. That was his, his deck until Ali got it banned. So <laughs> Thank, shout out to Ali. <laughs> shout out to Babyface Ali. Freaking the band. For sure. 
And then uh, Tevin was playing in Boker. He had a rough, hit rough day all day. He just had like these. He lost to Dark Broly off of a like a random orange, just bad RNG. He had bad RNG all day, so that kind of sucks. But I think it was a really good learning experience for the young guys. Uh, they hadn't been a part of any like I know Josh has been a part of some of the regionals and stuff, but Tevin hasn't been a part of anything like major. Like some of these newer guys just haven't been around, right? We have been in over a year now without big events, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. It's good to kind of show them what it's like. I don't think you've been to a big event. Oh, you have recently, but yeah, I went prior. To, yeah, but prior to that, I was planning on going to the, uh, um, what was it, the uh, California um, uh, Regional to try to qualify. But that was, as, soon as, the, as soon as the date dropped, I was at work the next day getting my plane ticket, and then I got a notification that they were canceling it because of COVID, and I had to call David that day. But David got his ticket that night, so we had to, <laughs> had to get it refunded. Damn, RIP. RIP the refund. Well, good news is they are announcing in-person events again. So uh, I don't know if they've finalized that yet. I think we're still waiting on those, but webcam events have been announced for, I think there's, these are regionals for PPG and Core. Yeah. Yes, I'm really tired of uh, webcam events. Not, not to say I don't like webcam events because I get to you know do everything in the comfort of my own home. Right. And but I still have to wear pants, which is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like. Uh, I just don't like setting up like a bunch of like space where I have, and uh, I just don't like having a non-person interaction. It's it's. I think with like with team wars especially. You know, it really shows you, like, you know, it's way more fun doing it in person than at a person. Oh, 100%. Even Marco touched on it before. We, he, he would show up to, like, in-person events for other card games, but when people were getting free money for, like, online stuff, he's like, nah, I'll support you, but I ain't playing. <laughs> uh, and it yeah. says a lot. Mark, Mark the over here, the, uh, the man who got two people, stole two people from me. We weren't even playing. What are you talking about? Remember that? Remember that time it was all when all of us on the uh, the, the Discord chat, mm-hmm. and you show up. Uh, your first match, the person gives you the win. Oh yeah. Because he also <laughs> didn't want to play, and then the second game, he tried to give you the win because mm-hmm. he didn't want to play again. <laughs> Bro, you took two people from me. Yeah. Bro, I was mad upset. That's that's just one of your fortunate things about these uh, online events too. It's just this credibility in terms of that. Versus where if you go, you know, in person, people will sit down in front of you and they'll definitely play you because they'll get the participation pricing in hand versus where these people are trying to get the value of the participation pricing, but they need to play at least three rounds. So there, there's a lot of factors, you know, that people are missing out when they're playing online versus traveling to in-person events. I know the biggest one is just, you know, the fun experience because that was the big thing about myself, as Jonathan just mentioned. All these in-person events for the different card games I've been playing, like Digimon, even Flesh and Blood a little bit, I'll go to their in-person event, but when PBG or Core TCG would announce like, hey, we're having an online event, you know, and there's even been some Digimon events where it's been free to sign up and you'll still get like, you know, good pricing out of it, I still didn't sign up. I just, it's just webcams are not truly my thing that I enjoy, it's just really a different type of mentality that you know you walk into with and it's just different feeling and atmosphere and yeah i should prefer in person it's just much different right now but as we mentioned just now you know they are kind of announcing in-person events are going to start making a rise like you know soon hopefully sooner than we hope and i'll definitely be back into the rhythm of things once that starts happening because i just need to travel i truly enjoy traveling it's one of the biggest things i did with my team and you know i was very fortunate to have a team that was able to travel with me consistently so because 
I've been to numerous regionals. I've been to both of the world's events. I happened in Ohio, and I think the other one was Chicago. in Chicago. I've been to both of them. I remember the celebration events they were holding in Chicago. I'd attended that one. I've been to California once or twice for, you know, regionals and so forth. And the experience is just definitely worth it. And I'm, that's why I'm just waiting for it to return. I agree. I've been I've been to a few places myself, and nothing quite like uh, O2 scrubbing out, but you get to spend the rest of the day exploring like a, a oh. nice new city. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, O2 scrub out to the best, bro. <laughs> making like the best of the worst situation. You're like, all right, well, fuck this deck, but hey, let's hey. go look at this bean. <laughs> that was the <laughs> last that, that made me sad when I went to when I went to Miami. I was doing really good, but on the bright side, I was doing really good, so I didn't get to drop out early and go explore Florida. One of the biggest things me and my team members do all the time when we go to a new area is like, okay, we need to find a five-star ramen shop out here. <laughs> hey, bro, that's the, yeah. that's the most lit stuff. I, I was, when, I, when I was in Miami, I was like, I got to try some Cuban food or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Like, these, these motherfuckers swim. I probably shouldn't say some shit like that. <laughs> Don't cut this out real quick. <laughs> Staying in. Staying in. But I really did have to find some Cuban food. Dude, I found some really good shit. It was so good, name don't even remember it. <laughs> That's how good it was. Hey, you remember the taste, but not the name. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I tell you, I'm getting a nostalgia taste right now, bro. Hey, you take me back to Florida. I know how to get there, but I don't know their name. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, I don't know how to get there. Ernest looked it up. He looked up Cuban food, put it in the map, we went. Well, there you go. You keep going to every Cuban store till you remember to hey, recognize hey, the look exactly, of it. Exactly, bro. Bro, I remember Chicago. I ran into Marco and his boys. We ended up going to White Castle. Yeah. <laughs> she was trash. White Castle. Very no, disappointing. <laughs> We're getting way off time, but no, I, I, I thought there was a White I, I, mean, I looked up like White Castle in Houston. I was like, oh, there's one in Houston. I Googled it. I was getting my car ready to go. 200 miles. I was like, this motherfucker out of Houston. <laughs> Close, leave. Halfway out of Houston. Yeah, yeah. halfway out of Houston. Yeah. Nah, but uh, anyways, I really did like the tournament. And I think with in-person stuff, too, as well, um... I think the best thing about the tournament, though, was that it was uh, set 13 legal. Set 13 legal was definitely um, a big thing. Uh, I was unfortunate I didn't get to fight anybody playing set 13 stuff. But, uh, I, like I said, I took King Cool because I wanted to play something new uh, for set 13. Um, I think uh, my favorite thing about um, uh, opening, because I opened a case for this new set, um, is that uh, they did bring back uh, SR, SPR, uh, the box toppers. The ones where you can either get an SR or an SPR. I think out of the... Because I split it with four people, so I got three. Mm. I think the... Uh, I got um, two of the uh, King Vegeta counterattack ones. The... Uh, what is it? Uh, I can't remember, but it's the one where he's walking with his posse. Look like he's about to go watch... Um, he's about to get uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf from GameStop <laughs> with his homies. Yes. Yeah, and I got uh, one power of this... I got one power of the Super Saiyan. That's a good one to pull. That one's a really yeah, that card's a super powerful. Bro, uh, I, I I prepaid for uh, I guess pre-ordered those SPR counter counter red cards. Oh, that yeah. card's good. I don't, I don't know why people don't run it's that card. It's like three dollars now, and I paid twenty. Feels bad. That card's good. It yeah. will be good. I think people don't realize that they can pull the uh, the promo pack out of it, the promo Vegeta. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, it's not even that the counter counter card. But it's very specific counter counter. It's like what a uh, uh, battle card with an energy cost of three or less. But isn't it the one that count? You play the body and it counters free play counters. Isn't that what you're talking about or no? Yeah. So it's a uh, counters. It's a counter counter for negates that have a uh, cost original cost of one but was not paid for. So like yeah. sparking or like dormant. you can't even do like the free play. Uh, you can kill dormant. You can kill dormant, but you can't kill like the homicidal clones or. 
uh, testing the app position because those are originally two costs and mm -hmm. they pull the blocker out. Yeah, but I, I, I think the card's uh, a good answer for red because red kind of does uh, hate dormant potential. Yeah, it gets, oh. it gets screwed over by dormant. Yes. So that's a good counter to dormant, but it's just very... Like, green's not very strong right now. No, green's not no. Hold on, King Cold's a <laughs> King Cold's in a great spot. Hey, 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 set two, set one Goku double strike. Okay, if there I'm you down. go. Hey, if you <laughs> listen, this man won two games. Dog. Majin Vegeta, dog. That Majin Vegeta for real. One person topped, and everyone's like, "God, see, Majin Vegeta's the best deck. Let's go ahead and buy everything out real and quick." He runs no dormants. Yeah, no dormants. Let's go ahead and buy everything out. Uh, I do like the fact that they brought out the SR and SPR box toppers. Did you pull anything out of yours, Marco? Or did you not get any? <laughs> I did buy any products. <laughs> Realistically, what I wanted from this set was to build a Mecha Kabora deck and the Lineage deck, but since I needed a lot of promos for the Mecha Kabora deck that were kind of like in tournament packs, I was like, you yeah. Only, what do you mean uh, promos? You only need the four Dragon Balls. Those are from premium packs, right? Oh, what I was thinking more was like, you know, possibly fighting against Faith or like some of the mobile jungle. You don't need them craps. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't built a deck, so I'm not the fully... Only, the, 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 only, the only promo uh, card you'd even think want to possibly run would probably be Brainwash no more. Mm -hmm. But so you, don't, you don't want to run those cards because it eats your Dragon Balls away. Yeah. And you're a wish leader. Of mm. course. The, the good thing I like about that leader, though, is when you wish, you don't flip back to the front. That's really cool. That that part is so good. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of people running Mechibora. They want to run that 5-drop Shenron. Mm -hmm. The one that whenever you play it, you draw to and you get an effect. Yeah. That's really funny because it gives, uh, if, you, if, if it goes off, you give the leader plus 15 and then triple strike. And then you uh, eat 7 Dragon Balls to give him triple attack. And then whenever you swing, your opponent don't potentials. <laughs> but you don't flip after the seven. You three. don't flip, which is which is possibly the best thing in that about that leader. And the draw when you swing is not once per turn. That part is great too. Yeah, that's they give pretty, it the, they give it the Zamasu effect. It's definitely an interesting leader. It's one I want to explore. It's just you know for X reasons, but the one I have, the cards I have been accumulating have been the cards for the lineage deck I wanted to make. You know, I'm not exactly sure how I'll make the build yet, but I have been trying to acquire the Unisons and the Leader. I have acquired, like, you know, the Championship Frieza, just in case I want to incorporate that in any shape, way, or form, because it's a really good negate to stop, you know, if you're doing a mirror match and they're doing the aggro variant, it's a really good way to, like, you know, to help you in the matchup and so forth. So, that's been the deck I've been looking to build. I almost have it complete, I believe, so I will be doing some testing with a team member who's also interested in making that deck. So, hopefully in the next podcast, at least I can give at least some feedback, or if we have seen any events, you know, popping with the online or anything, maybe someone represented well, and then we can talk about it a little bit, but hmm. yeah, unfortunately I did not buy any product, but I have been seeking cards for those two specific decks. I am excited to see uh, more, like you said, I am excited to see more tournaments starting to deal with the set 13. Uh, I definitely want to see some, uh, what, what decks are going to rise up. I think my biggest predictions are probably going to be King Cold. I was playing with the deck, the uh, and playing against a lot of really powerful decks, like, uh, like it, it's just it has a very very powerful matchup, and like in uh, the fact of the field spell, everybody always talks about uh, oh it dies to uh, Zeno or set one Broly. Not really. The deck's pretty hard to kill, and uh, that uh, the field spell it starts off with also has a barrier. So from what I've seen, you know, as mentioned, if you guys go back to the vod of Lotus Gaming on the Twitch channel and look at round two, Ryan, you'll see Ryan. 
go against a Shin Shinron aggro player and he's piloting the King Cold deck. I learned mainly what the King Cold deck was doing and right off the bat I didn't like it because I had a lot of extra cards but you know when we go back and look at Invoker how it has heavy extra card numbers it still found a way to make it to take its place in the meta and you know be very efficient what it does and King Cold is kind of similar it's a different variant of I guess you can say control because from what I witnessed you spend the first couple or few turns kind of setting up your extra cards your boards and everything to make your mid game extremely strong. So that that's one thing I saw that the King Cold deck was doing that was very interesting, and I like how it performed. And I like and once the engine gets going, it's kind of like a snowball effect. It, it accumulates so much value off of the you know one drops you were playing, like the Paragus and the Baby Blue, that it's really hard to stop the deck from gaining momentum once it gets going. That's another thing that I wanted. To, I don't see a lot of King Cold lists run it, but if you if you find the space, the deck's a little bit tight, but I run a fifty five card because I, I like uh, the the I could I barely feel it. I barely feel the f five extra. Yeah, if you ever played Janimba, you got those extra five cards. Hey, them five extra cards are gonna win you the game right there because <laughs> that Janimba player. But uh, if you find the space for it, uh, the Paragus, the sacrifice, the one drop. Uh, David, shout outs to David. Big shout out to David. He brought that up to me the day of Team Wars. Because I was debating on playing King Cold or Mechibor because I like both the decks. But when he brought that up to me, I had one and I found I got one off of somebody when I started. I only wanted to run two because I didn't want to clog up too much. I was like, this is the best thing ever because when they're on the field, they're hard to get rid of without uh, King Cold's effect. Not much, not many other things can get rid of them. The freezer, the blocker freezer can get rid of it, but he has to activate blocker. So if you're playing against a leader that can get rid of it before the blocker kicks off, it's still going to stick. Uh, the Golden Freeze is a, th a tap 3. I like to get him on turn 4 so I at least have one energy open for something else. So, like I said, I don't want my field spells to stay in the field that long. The Paragus helps alleviate that. It's not, um, if you don't ever see him, it's not a detriment to, like I said, the, um, the King Cold gets rid of him for you. But uh, the Paragus helps because it also draws you a card. So it makes it a lot more fluid and more efficient. Mm -hmm. and especially, like, once after that first turn, you know, it replaces itself. And after that, every single turn, you're just, you know, getting a plus one each turn. It's, it's really good value, like I said. Like, the way... Uh, of course, it's probably just the first build that we're seeing. So, of course, the deck is going to evolve, especially once we establish what the meta is going to start looking at, like, right. looking like. Exactly. But right off the bat, you can definitely see that King Cole has a lot of potential. I love it. I think yeah, So, my contenders for meta... What I hope to see uh, whenever we look at meta statistic breakdowns, uh, King Cold, uh, Bojack. I'm going to give it to Bojack over uh, Gohan. Uh, Bojack's uh, super strong. Uh, the ramping that he can do is insane. Uh, I just think that uh, Bojack's just going to be a little bit of a healthier spot than Gohan, but I think Gohan's still going to be very good. Uh, playing against it, it kind of it's kind of like a slower King Piccolo because mm -hmm. you play out of your combo, but you can only play on your opponent's turn. Uh, I think it's just super powerful. I'm excited for it because it presents a different play style. And I feel like new play styles are always really interesting. Kind of like how when Turtles came out, that was a whole new play style that, you know, people haven't experienced before. Unfortunately, the Frieza that came out in the same set as Turtles didn't really see a lot of a lot of play time, you know, in a lot of events or it's just locals in general. I've seen a couple of people try to use it, but the deck just didn't do enough. But that was definitely like, you know, it presented the first field card that had barrier, which was like, whoa, like we have not seen this before. But yeah, so that, that was a new play style that Frieza presented, you know, a whole new idea and so forth. And 
We can see that the um, Supreme Kai from set 13, she's also a new play style where you can play your over rounds and like, you know, meet a requirement to, I believe, crit a life or add a life from, you know, your life to your hand. So when you're awakened, you crit a life. And, and they stay on the board. They stay on the board. Yeah, so you have your overrun engine sticking to the board instead of, instead of them leaving the field at the end of the turn. So, like, you know, that's a whole new mechanic that's really going to bring a lot of possibilities and a lot of interesting plays along the lines or down the road, I meant to they say. Have a, a unison that gives it warm home so you can get two. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the Demigra unison is super good. And then speaking of unison, also the Masha Blue unison. Oh, Bustin' Blue Baby. Yeah. That, that card. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also busted in Blue Baby because um, drawing one and tapping one is massively powerful. But um, you just bottom deck. <laughs> yeah, you bottom deck a card whenever the battle card swings. Like, all right, cool, bye. Swing for a game? Nah. Nah, you thought for that. But, uh, <laughs> bottom deck. Ma the Majin Buu uh, Unison is super powerful. Uh, definitely um, definitely up there with the four drop uh, Unisons that are really good, like uh, Mechibora. And uh, the Maja Vegeta board wipe, not the Vegeta unison because it sucks. Go Hanks. Go Hanks replaced it big time. <laughs> All it took him was a secret to fix the problem. Yeah. You know. One thing we should definitely get a look like you know look forward to is that King Vegeta has definitely been in the in the shadows being talked about a lot right now. But I think it's gonna get the same treatment as Red Broly a little bit. Oh, um, with a three three uh three tournament PTV card. Yeah, basically <laughs> like we really won't be able to see the, the potential of the deck truly until people start acquiring I like, I like the evolution of red decks that are good that need T V packs. You have Red Broly Swap Broly with the one, yeah. King Piccolo with the two, and now you've got King Vegeta with the three. Next red deck, four T P We're gonna go up yeah, there. This is uh this is a Bandai uh, executive this is our way of trying to slow down Red ruling the meta. We're just going to add more and more TP cards needed for the whole engine. We're just going to make Red unplayably expensive. <laughs> <laughs> That's 17, you need the whole If game. you are a store owner who gets tournament kits, you'll be the first one eligible to play these Red decks. <laughs> no, what it is, uh, sets, set 17, they're going to have two tournament, two, turn, two, two TP kits. One for Red, one for the other colors. You got to gamble which one it is. No, disgusting. But yeah, I think it's gonna be King Cold, Bojack, uh, Mecha Frieza because that Trunks SR or the Trunks Unison mm -hmm. is super powerful, and he gives him a board wipe. So yeah, it's something that Mecha Frieza kind of can't handle is a is a wide board is an established board sure. because then at that point there's nothing they can do to control it. The 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 Frieza Topo was kind of good, but the Trunks Unison helps him out even more. So I think with those with those, with the those two in tandem. Because they want to keep swinging, they have to tap their stuff, so they play the unison and just wipe whatever's tapped, which is insane. So I think Mecha Frieza for the yellows is going to be the one that shines the most. Uh, I don't know much about uh, future Gohan or Androids. I have to. I haven't played against them, so I can't really say how they're how good they're going to be. I need to see them before I say something, because I don't want to be like, oh, I think this is super powerful, and I don't even know what it does. Everything looks to have potential, but you know, every set this happens. Dormant potential. <laughs> Unleashed. Dorm potential, but no. And then, uh, for I think both the black decks are going to excel. It's just I think both the black decks are just going to depend on your pilot. So those those decks are very pilot heavy. The because you can really mess up with both those decks because Mechibor is a really a control mid range deck, and then uh, uh, Kai is more of a tempo aggro deck. Supreme Kai is going to suck because you have to create a life, and you can only do that. You you can awaken uh, turn turn two with her. Go to six life, and then. It's critting the life for the, those cards is not a bad deal because you get a you have a thirty k blocker thirty k crit, uh, you can get Bardock out, uh, Bardock out will come and help you. Uh, the wormhole effect will kick in. 
Um, you've got a lot of powerful cards, and you're um, and you've got the go ten uh, uh, super combo. If you have five or more cards in warp, uh, or if you have ten or more cards in warp, uh, is it five or ten? Five even better. Draw card. You know, the Supreme Kai super combo does that already from like set three. Yeah, but now I don't know. But now I can just pull a regular go ten. That's fair. At the end, they won't matter because the true black deck that'll take the spotlight will either be Vigex or Dark Broly. Oh, it's always going to be Vegex and Dark Broly. Those are just the... Uh, are you changing your tune about Vegex? I literally said Vegex or Dark Broly. So you're putting it up there? Of course I'm going to put Dark Broly up there. Why? Because Bandai likes to randomly give the Dark Broly support. It's not even that. When Bandai makes a good black card, yeah, it's supposed to support this archetype. <laughs> and then you no. read the black card, you're like, wait, it's not leader locked. I can run it in dark. Broly. That's what they That's what they had to do with the Supreme Kai of Time Negate. It yeah. has to be a Mechie Bora leader. Yeah. Bro, I had to slap that. That's not that moment. The, the Poutine as well, right? The one where it makes No, no, them. Poutine's locked. I'm sorry. Poutine is locked. Yeah. Uh, the I don't Kai think the Supreme, is free. The, the Kai is free. The Poutine is locked. Which sucks because I would have ran that thing in Vegex so hard, dude. Yeah. Alright, come at me, yo. God, God. You want to aggro me? No, 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 no. Only that I dude, can aggro. That new six drop for Dark Broly is really... I, I hate, that, hate that fucking card. You can play the red seven drop so much quicker. You can, yeah, you can play it out way faster. And There's if you a don't lot of Dark Broly support in this set, actually. The guy who was playing for my uh, matchup, he milled three red Broly's. Played that over on six drop. Paid for it. Got the last one of his deck. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's always the one. Of course. It's uh, Newton's law. No, Murphy's law. <laughs> Newton's law. Murphy's law. <laughs> yeah, his law of gravity. Hey, <laughs> he's going to pull eventually. Newton's, Newton's fifth law, Dark Broly. Blue for number two. No, but uh, a Vegex is definitely going to get the a super powerful uh, support when they get that TP pack, that new Gogeta. That card's oh. really hard. At this <laughs> point, it's like when I see a new, strong, powerful black deck coming out in a new set, that's always going to linger in the back of my mind. Like, oh lord, let me go see what cards Vegex or Dark Broly can use out of this set. What cards are we going to consume? Yeah. What cards are we consuming to make Good more? cards, this leader's not even going to be the one used. Let me just go back <laughs> to my roots. <laughs> well, I mean, the Demigra from Draftbox was a, a key point for this. Like, it wasn't meant for either of these decks. But of course. No, just slam them into both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that car that car got abused right out of the gate. Yeah, so this is gonna be twenty five K? Nah, Dark Broly synergizes with thirty K. Alright, let's make it thirty K. <laughs> can Vegex use this? Yeah, they can play it on turn one because they mill five and then combo one. Alright, let's put it here. <laughs> it's like, oh cool, mill five, oh didn't hit anything. Pass turn, charge, tap two, oh, uh, oh, dark overrun, cool. Burst 5, playing all my cards? Yeah. Bad. By the way, I draw on play and I draw on swing for my Demigra. So technically, <laughs> I plused 1. <laughs> I plus yeah, 2. And I play the Trunks, take a life, draw a card for my mill 5. Man, who said no value? Yep. Yeah. <sighs> that's why the Jex is good. But, um, yeah, those are my picks for... Those are what I think is going to be in the meta for, for right there. Bro, they gotta, I think Swap Rolly's dead. They got to nerf this to you, bro. I agree. I think um, if we're going to go into just strictly set 13, I'm going to pick three decks that might break the, the meta. Uh, and I don't mean like busted like Vegex, but it's going to top. Uh, Meki, Meki Kibura for sure, because it's black. Uh, black Engine just tends to go with Black Engine. I don't think Supreme Kai will do it. Too, too overrun heavy. Uh, I do think King Cold will get there. And then I think uh, King Vegeta because of the tournament packs. No, King, the, the King Vegeta alone is just, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, 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 I got no faith in Big Chill. 
Hell no, no. shut up. <laughs> oh my god, shut up. I forgot that was a deck, bro. Oh my god. I, there was a, one of my boxes, both my SRs, uh, bo- oh, two of my boxes, both my SPR slots were dedicated to that dumbass unison. I've never been so mad in my life. At this very moment, I was thinking to myself, man, what is the other green deck? I was like, oh, wait. I forgot there was another green deck. Yeah, let's talk about Big Chill. There's not. Oh There's not hey, chill was so bad they gave it a TP slot, and I forget that the TP for that TP and card is too. Oh, and a winner! I forgot about that as well. And a winner actually looks pretty good. <sighs> so, oh my god! Set thirteen secret rares. We have the Sin Shenron. We have the Secretary of Demigra. Sen Shenron, Gohanks, Rebel. Yeah, rebel. In sure. order. In order of good. Sen Shenron. I, I disagree. Rebel. I think Gohanks goes first. No, I do. I, 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 uh, I, Playability wise, Sin is the most. Sin does a lot for very little. Gohanks does a lot for very much, but the a lot he does is very powerful. Rebel unfortunately only goes in one deck, and that's Supreme Kai of Time, because she's competing with a bunch with two other really good black secrets, and that's Supreme Kai of Time and Heroine's Lineage. Mm-hmm. So Rebel's in a really bad spot. Gohanks is in a very good spot because the only other good red secret right now is Broly. And Broly is only played in Gogeta, in a Gogeta engine deck. And the best Gogeta leader right now is King Vegeta. Which is why I also agree that King Vegeta is going to be the best um, red deck in the new set. Because Gogeta finally has a good home. It does. Do you think uh, Sin cracks the top five of secret rares? I think it's just definitely going to be the best... Um, I think in terms of best secret, uh, Kai is still number one. Hatchek is still number two. Um, what's it going to be? Cell um, uh, is still number three. Um, I think that uh, number four and number five are just going to be player based at that point. It's whatever you feel meta. is the best, <laughs> whatever is the most best meta relevant or the best secret in the game. For my number five, I am going to give it to Senshinron. Senshinron just does a lot. Because he uh, he doesn't feel bad early game. He doesn't feel bad late game. Um, he just he, he's very powerful. He does a lot for very little. I mean, people are like, oh, he can get dormant. Cool, I can do it again. Sure. Like, what am I what am I losing here? Not my secret. That's fair. I feel like these are uh, maybe it's because we haven't had time to play with them yet. I feel like they're a little bit lackluster. Um, I don't know. The only one I see really come into play immediately will probably be the Shin Shenron, but. I like when I was I saw so I seen the Shin Shenron get played at the Team Wars event, you know, round two your opponent was running it, Ryan. And I was just still looking at a situation where the card is good, but I get into that mentality still where it's like, okay, so one of some of our top yellow secrets, you know, we have Cell Zeno, it will always be in the top. It'll always be in the it'll and, that's why that's why it's always yeah. in the top. And we have Shin Shenron, like as of right now, because Shin Shenron, you know, going to turn four, if it comes out, you're resting four different cards, and that's just insane value. And then it becomes a blocker. Does it come out of rest mode or active mode? Come in active mode. Two. Oh, God, I don't hope I'm not wrong. Uh, I believe I'm gonna, it comes out I'm going to shotgun it and say active mode. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's still a lot of value. You're switching four cards to rest mode because your opponent has four energies. And then on top of that, you're able to block an attack. That's really good value, but I still go back and look at it. It's like, okay, if I play Shin Shenron, it's going to buy me another turn. You know, more than likely. There's still going to be times where you're probably still going to lose when you play him, possibly. But more than likely, he's going to buy you a turn. When I play Cell Zeno, I'm more than likely going to win the game on that turn. Yes. So it's like, you know, which one do you really prefer? The, the 
a common answer people would probably say is going to be Sozino, which I think it is the common answer. So that still leads to a situation where it's like, okay, well, why would I play Shin over Sozino? And that's why I would still play Sozino over Shinra. I think for my devil's advocate, because I what I'm going to say is something I actually wholeheartedly agree with. I think for Sen Shinron, Cell leaves and the new Sen Shinron enters. The reason why I say this is because of the, uh, the fact of um, you don't... Cell is a win more card in the deck. You know, everybody's like, you, you can really push the aggro agenda with uh, Sen Shinron. Uh, with the new aggro variant, it's, it's, it's super powerful. Um, and Cell Xeno does help a lot. But I think with this new Sen, it also gives you... Um, a cushion in case your plan does fall back, in case something does happen, in case your opponent's able to outcombo you or something like that, um, you're able to have a, a, you know a, a, an extra turn button. Basically. Yeah, it's just basically have a safety net. Mm-hmm. And also because of that fact is cells not searchable, send Shenron searchable. Yeah. If you're playing against the stall deck and you need to tap six in your aggro deck, you can you can play your secret if you mill him off of your. Um, uh, Oceanus. You can grab him off of your Oceanus. You can grab him off your leader's swing. Yeah, so... Like, and that's what I like about him more than uh, Cell is the fact that he's searchable. That's why, That's why, in my opinion, uh, Cell leaves the deck and Centrinron enters as the new secret. I can understand that. It's just where my mentality is. If that was the case, if I'm looking to have a card, especially my secret, become a safety net, then I wouldn't... This is just my opinion, the way I would build decks, but I wouldn't agree the type of play style or the deck construction that my deck is currently at. Like, you know, if, if you're making the, if I were to make the Shin Shinron deck, I would have to look at it to where I can consistently, like, you know, do my strategy at the most efficient as possible. And then once I'm either there, if I need that final push or not, that's when I'll play Celzino. But once again, as you said, it's, it's all about preference. If you feel like your deck does what it can do without Celzino, it, it needs a safety net, you'll play the Sin. Because at the end of the day, when the Sin buys you another turn, that's still a 40k swing that your opponent has to deal with. And then the Sin general leader puts it back in active mode to still block the next swing that you don't want to deal with. But personally, for me, I'll still go with Celzino you know, just because, like, you know, how ruthless of a card it is. Yeah. And, and also, it's, it's a pseudo Celzino because it's a, it's a tap four double strike dual attack. Mm-hmm. So you basically have pseudo quad attack, and Agris and Shinron doesn't eat up a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the deck also really powerful. Whenever you want to play your, uh, your, t- your tournament pack, your winner pack, um, Sen Shinron, it's one energy. Yeah. You're getting them out there for free. Your Omega Shinron, your eight drop, one energy. Like, your, your deck doesn't end up a lot of energy. You know, getting the turn four is kind of not what you want to be, but sometimes against certain decks, like when I was playing against Agro Shenron, we went up to turn five, almost turn six. Mm-hmm. Uh, against a Blue Baby player, which are still going to be around because Blue Baby is still a good deck, you're going to get to those later turns, turn six, turn five, before they go play um, uh, uh, Android 17 to win the game. Yeah, now, what about other yellow leader decks? Like, you know, obviously we're just focusing on Shin Shenron, but of course Mecha Freeze is also in play in the meta. Which Mecha secret Frieza, would you rather use? For that deck, uh, if, you, if you're playing uh, Mecha Freeze in a play Cell as a win condition, then you're going to play Cell, obviously. I think if you're playing um, kind of more of like your your control, your control understanding the matchup, Same. Uh, I think, I still think you play Kai over anything else. Because Kai is just your answer to everything that Mecha Frieza doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Like, because if you can't get to a Unison, or uh, or if they have a uh, or if they have a Gohanks, Mecha Frieza that Gohanks is the as a nightmare to um, to Frieza. Frieza cannot deal with Unisons as well as it can deal with cards. So I think if you're playing a control Frieza, you're still gonna play Kai because mm-hmm. Frieza does not like Unisons, and Gohanks is a very is it will be a prevalent Unison in the meta. All right. 
Well, uh, there is an extra card that came out this set. It's a black card that says uh, something about you can't take damage from strike. You oh, uh, Clash of the Masked Warriors. Yeah. Uh, activate battle. Uh, choose one of your opponents. Uh, your opponent or choose one of your opponent's unisons. Uh, that opponent may remove a marker from that unison. If they do not, uh, you know, you do not take damage from strike attacks from unison cards. Right. So double strike, triple strike, and quad strike. So either regardless, they're going to lose that. You're not going to take any of that. Yes, regardless, it's permanent on the card. Yeah, you're either going to take one or you're going to take none. Yeah, because Why? if it's they remove the counter off of it, they lose their skills. Yeah, but they, you're still going to take the damage if you remove the marker. So if it's like a, if it's like a, a 25k uh, double strike, you play that and you take it, you're still taking the one, but you're not taking the two. So is it you either take the one or you take the none? And if it's like a triple strike or anything, you only have to deal with the second attack rather than the full three. Mm-hmm. Because they lose, it's kind of like the the whole thing where the the go tanks or whatever the unison of ejects use, you know, they'll swing in for the double strike, but if you find a way to remove a marker off of it, kind of like which they did print, like, you know, but they never seen play. It's like a two drop. Each color, I believe, has one. I know blue has one for sure, but in battle, you can basically remove a counter off of it. Oh, that card's, those cards are bad. Uh, Absolute Confidence is the one I remember. Yeah, something like that, yeah. But, yeah, probably that is the card, but, you know, it's just stuff like that. Uh, one last thing on set 13, and we can move forward. I think there's just too many damn cards. Like, you can bust a case and not get a place of everything. Yeah, I busted a case open and I get a place set of uh, the Zangia Super Combos. We only pulled two, one foil, one non-foil. But I kind of don't. Uh, I kind of don't uh, disagree with that. I don't agree with it as well. Um, I like the over amount of cards that we're getting because it means that uh, uh, we're going to see more uh, good cards and commons and rares, and we're also going to see more archetypes thrive. Uh, that isn't chilled because that was a waste of a fucking uh, everybody's time. I'm just saying, if you're getting like so many cards in a case, and cases are not cheap anymore. You're still not getting a place for everything. Like if you were trying to build Bojack and you bought a case, like what the fuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to agree with you. At the end of the day, people are bring the argument because I myself will bring in the argument that it'll probably add some sort of value to the set. But realistically, for a common, that's not worth the sacrifice. It, what what is like you know? It's a rare. It's right? a rare. Uh, I don't remember. I think it's a, I think it's a rare. Yeah, the super combos are rare. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I get a case, I'm only pulling two rares of a singular card. I think there's something wrong with that. If that was the case, and this rare needs to be like ten to twenty dollars, <laughs> and it's not, you can go. On I think. TCG. I think. I think for this set, we can agree. We just cut all the chill cards. Well, probably. You know what's funny is that chill got the most uh, for the for the um, for the green because King Code only got the one, which was the. Um, the, the cooler we mm-hmm. only got that for the SR SPR mm-hmm. they've got the um, they've got two or three I believe SR SPRs and they want to sell cool or they want to sell chill man Bandai yeah. trolling <laughs> Bandai over here trolls but yeah but no I have to agree with Jonathan that that's not okay because at the end of the day when you get on TCG I mean that rare is not gonna be over five dollars for a non foil or oh, yeah, anything like that so it's why like, drop a grand on this case when you still gotta go to TCG <laughs> <laughs> I still gotta go on I spent two damn bucks on this <laughs> I can also kind of agree too because I'm building Mickey when I was when I was building Mickey Board, mm-hmm. we only pulled two uh, of the SR Mickey Board the eight drop. Yeah, that that's definitely that's definitely a problem because even going to like a different card game when I needed a rare, I 
I'll get it at, like in a box, like at least three, which is a place set for the free, for the other game I'm doing whatever. But like coming into Dragon Ball, I remember one one perfect example is when I when everybody was looking for the Vegeta super combo that is used in Vegex where you oh, bought a black draw too. Yeah. Let me tell you, man, that thing looking for that looking for a playset on that card for my teammate because he was making Dark Broly. It was like an Easter egg hunt that never ended. We <laughs> we looked through like six boxes in my team members. I think he found two. I found none. I didn't buy product, but I went through so many pre-releases. I didn't pull any. And then we found one miraculously, and we still didn't have a place at after all that searching. So the rares in Dragon Ball is un, unlike. There's so many. It's just ridiculous. Like I don't even know what word I'm looking for right now. That's how like, lost I am. It's just thinking about why is it so hard to find certain rares in Dragon Ball. Bandai, fix your shit. <laughs> this is yeah, like yeah. I, I for, think, for I the foils it. yeah give it value like foils Vegeta super combos I think they're going for like 25 to 30 dollars that's cool there's value into the game for people who wants to like you know be rarity horse or anything like that but for people who just want to play the game why like you know I can buy off TCG but why is it when I buy half a case I can't even have a place set of this bloody rare or a case yeah, <laughs> or, or a, case. a full case at that that it's like I'm not even looking for the secret anymore. I'm just looking for this rare. Right. Oh my goodness! <laughs> is, is that what is that what is the the set went up because of the Vegeta? Yeah, and like, they're not just the secrets. We're just in the Vegeta. Yeah, so we were printing um, this set strictly for the rare super combos. We're not even doing every pack guaranteed Vegeta super. Combos. Like it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. That's what the new premium packs are. There you go, premium super combos. Yeah, can we get uh, can we get champion uh, SS uh, SS Vegeta uh, super combos, bro? Ridiculous. I'll pay for them. No, but um, speaking of uh, winter cards and event pack uh, and event packs and stuff like that, we got the new reveals. Yeah, we got the new. Well, I want to talk about the winter cards though. We got the three winter cards. We got the arrival cooler. We got uh, Dorm potential, and we got uh, ramp sixteen. Everybody's favorite, most anticipated card, of course, Android sixteen. The yes. one that nobody plays. I think Android sixteen is the worst uh, choice for the reprint out of them all. Uh, um, followed by the like, PU. No, you're the only person who will ever say that. I we don't had think so. <laughs> I'm I just saying it's it's already going to be like a ten dollar, five dollar card. I think. Everybody said that about Trunks and Trunks when it got its third, what third or fourth or prospect reprint. That was, so we had the original print. We had the second. We had the well. That was the first reprint in theory because we had the original print and we had the winter print. So how that was the prints, first. Reprint. How many prints did it have in general in total? It has three right now. It has a, no, it's winner, four. No, winner variant, regular variant, and now the player's choice. Variant. Yeah, the player's choice variant. Yeah, so now this will be a. There's a. We'll talk more about the fourth one in the event. Pack, yeah. But. So we've got three right now. Three uh, purchasable uh, printings and for the, the player's card. choice but, is twenty three dollars. Yeah, twenty three dollars. People were talking about that card going down to five dollars. No. I'm just saying if it goes from like a seven. It was what fifty bucks, sixty bucks, whenever it first came out. Yeah, no, it was a hundred. Yeah, I mean it was definitely up there. It was in the eighty per slicer. It, it settled at the sixty range for some time until the event pack eight list has been revealed. Yeah, then a okay. bunch of so prices now it shot it shot down. But then once the event pack come out. That card's gonna go up to probably about fifty. I, I saw say. dormants being listed at one twenty on a playset. Like yeah, I'm glad I moved ago. my dormants. I'm so, so glad I got my dormants. Now too. that there's been two more reprints announced, I can see these going down to like sixty dollars a playset again. Which is good. I mean, I mean I th- yeah, I'm just mad I paid you know double. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, 
You got to be proactive, man. Yeah, you, you bro. Did what, we, you did what you we, thought was right. And I'm not going to say. Songs at, bro. Hey, I think money. if you ask me, Jonathan, you did the right thing. You was being proactive. Exactly. Yes. What do we always talk about this podcast? Proactivity. No, I mean, we they were $20 about, on yeah. release. You know, maybe you should have been proactive during that. And I was, and then I sold, and then I wanted back then. I'm bro, like crack I was so happy, dude. You know what? You know when I opened my packs for when the set first came out? Mm-hmm. When they had the SR, SPR box toppers? I ripped two open. I ripped two of my boxes open. Both of them were dormants, bro. I was lit that day, and then I sold them for like at their height. So I, that was a good pool for sure. I, I'm not mad at the reprints. I just think it's the the fact that we've had three announced reprints within like a week of each other is a little overkill. It's like, damn, how many times are you gonna reprint this hoe? Yeah, cool. that was a pretty interesting decision by them. I think, um, especially when you have to touch red. Like, no, yeah, hundred percent. But the, that that leads on to something I want, we want to talk about a little bit later before we end, sure, um, sure. because of the fact that I think the fact that we didn't get a violent. Ra- you agreed with me on this too before we started the podcast. Uh, because of the fact they didn't print a violent raise or a wolf fang fist, I think in a product that's coming out this year, uh, they're gonna they need slots to fill up. So I think the violent raise and wolf fang fist are gonna fill up those slots. Box. Yeah. So the anniversary box is definitely gonna be uh, where those cards are gonna go. I, I think we're gonna get a cycle of counter attacks. Uh, in those uh, cards or uh, in the anniversary card. counterplay that's another thing coming in oh yeah the freeze the counterplay uh, that card needs to be uh, reprinted ASAP that card that card's uh, only available in champion packs and if they don't do something to reprint that card soon it's going to start going up in price again so let's talk about the winner packs that we can get right now Mecha Kabora the uh, counter counter baby and then the uh, Wolf Fang Fist right those are the uh, those are different because those are stored championship winner packs you can you got them at regional events too. That's how they came out first. Did they come out first in regionals? They came out first in regionals. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, this is the first time they became access to like. But you I get guess you, can say you local get these players. for uh, signing up for tournaments, don't you? Online again. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, so, so it's following the same. It's following the same wave. Whoever. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm I don't, I don't know. Yeah. My, I don't know. My brain's not working right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just so. go ahead and cut this out. It's not going to get cut out. But go ahead and cut this out right here. So uh, my, my, my head, like just three minutes of my brain legitimately not functioning at this moment. Arguably, Wolf Fang was the least playable card of the three. Hold on, excuse me, that card did best. Yeah. I think the the the, the I'm least. I'm saying the amount of people who play Wolf Fang Fist right now is low. It's a it's in a uh, majority red decks. I think the most le- th- This is gonna sound bad, but um, I think the most the least playable card because it's only used in one. Maybe. It, yeah, it's only used in uh, one meta-relevant blue deck is the counter counter baby, unfortunately. I'm just saying, we'll pull the receipts of all the red decks, and I can almost guarantee that there's, like, I can't no wait to get I can't wait to get shit on, <laughs> because I'm wrong again. All I'm saying is, is... Oh, all I'm, I'm, saying John, is, I'm on Jonathan's side. All I'm, I'm saying sorry. is, if I'm wrong, we have to make sure we back up the podcast <laughs> so we don't lose <laughs> it again. All three of these cards that are listed right now, I only can see... Dormant being playable. I don't know a lot of decks besides Invoker playing cooler. No, he did it, <laughs> bro. Give me the lists that are running. Cooler. Bro, somebody get my man. Any up. red deck with that has blue in it, bro. I'm telling you, 
if this doesn't bring back a surge of people want to play red and blue again, wait, wait, hold on. We have a we have a we have a, we have a we have a meta deck actually kind of just taking off out of nowhere. We have Android eighteen mil. That's viable. Listen, and Invo- that runs that. Invoker thing. has the ability to play cooler, which they have in the past. I think they're forming their decks to like your new strategy, you know, because it's evolving once again. But so it's a liability, like you know, a liable strategy. Android eighteen, the troll deck that likes to mill you out. They can play cooler. They'd rather play Frieza and not nuke them all. We have tricolor launch. Don't let us forget about that. Don't don't do that, Jonathan. It's <laughs> <laughs> a deck. As we got my boy, we got my boy Trey Faircloth over here. Let me tell and you something. Everybody else trying to bring back OG. Bill Cooler dog. If there's ever a deck that has the very super combo in it, the cooler is in there. hundred exactly. percent. Why would you not play the best arrival card? Exactly. Exactly. Like, how many decks really are going to be running dual color? More decks than right Wolfgang Fist. <laughs> that's true. I agree with you. <laughs> Hold on. If that's if where Android sixteen comes play. Android sixteen is the Wolfgang. Listen, let me tell you something. Android, I, I think these three are okay. Oh, of course, DPU being like. The DPU best. is probably gonna be the most expensive out of the six that we like, you know, that has been printed so far. Cooler, the artwork is insane. It probably will fall around the price range of maybe Mecha Kabora. I think maybe the Counter Baby has will hold a little bit more value in terms of catching people's interest, or whatever. But the cooler is definitely gonna be there. But DPU is gonna break another record. It'll probably be binned at maybe four to five hundred. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Then the Android 16, I don't think it was a bad pick, but definitely not going to be a really popular one. But anybody who's running any of the Android decks, they're going to be really big fans of it. So it does have a place for people in the community. But would you rather run this or would you rather run the SPR? Yeah. I personally like the SPR artwork a lot better. I'll probably run this. It has winner on it. I mean, if my opponent or the judge ain't gonna tell me I'm a winner, at least my card tells me I'm a winner. <laughs> Bro, you sound like you sound like you sound like Sheesh. Sheesh. Listen, somebody's gonna look at me in my face and say I'm a winner. Whether Bro, it's my card. Your wife, your wife may kill you, but your card's gonna tell you you a winner. Words to live by. Words to live by. <laughs> or die by. Oh my god. All oh. I'm saying is, Android 16 should have probably been a different pick. It should have been, yeah. It what been. would have been your pick? Please. Don't say Violent Rays. Violent Rays. I'm gonna say this one time, Marco. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bro, why did you give him the choice? Set to Vegito. I already hated this. Dude, as soon as he said set, I already knew what was coming. <laughs> no. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I'm crying. Give me the reboot. I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't for DPU, this set of winter cards would have been outclassed by the first wave of winter cards, but DPU is like, I, I don't know, it's man. I'm just waiting for people to, to just click a bin on the auction center for this like is, This is actually what I would want as my winter winter card, because it's got the event uh, the event pack reprint, but so does DPU, right? Yeah. My winter card choice would honestly either be... Um, Heartfelt Plea. Heartfelt Plea's not bad. Heartfelt Plea would have been my choice. Heartfelt Plea's not bad, actually, but uh, it would have been one of the two counterplays. Frieza or uh, Trunks. They can't double up on the uh, green, and then they already have a, a blue. That, the fact that there's two dual color blues on here makes me upset. I think it should have been either a mono black again, or uh, a mono yellow because yellow didn't get a reprint. Yet. Actually, yeah, no, actually, I lied. I'm changing my answer. Demigre. The winner. Yeah, winner of uh, uh, winner the oh, draft box. Yeah, dark. Yeah, draft box. Six. Snap. That's a thousand dollar card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, there you go. Bandai, go Let ahead. Let me tell you it. something, bro. You I know, am your you god. You know what I want in the future? If they, if they ever bring Wish back heavily, I want a winner stamped Wish ball, bro. 
And I will, I will throw it at you. <laughs> throw it at me, bro. I'll take all of them. I need seven copies. <laughs> yeah. We should have got tournament pack. Uh, what's his name? Faku? <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god. I hate you. If that was a winner, I wouldn't even be on these podcasts anymore. <laughs> I will straight up sell my I would change the name of this podcast to Fab. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll call it the Fabulous Podcast. Oh, Alright, so talk to me about Prisma. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, yeah, so I think Android 16 probably should have been a mono yellow card or heartfelt plea. Yeah. Um, I don't know what mono yellow should or have Demigra. been. Or Demigra. Demigra would not have ever been. Don't you think maybe a winter stand final flash pie would have been cool? Oh, that would have been a good idea. They're actually. making that in the premium collection. I hope you know they oh, made they heartfelt are? plea in the premium. The alternate art of all of those uh, iconic attacks. Okay. Are you talking about in the universe? Oh, the, the collector one? Yeah. Do you know they made heartfelt plea in that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> you just see. Sheesh. All right. <laughs> uh, I do think that Final Flash would have been dope. You know what? Yeah. I changed my answer again. Freezes healing pod. Oh. Anyways, we're going on to event packs, boys. The event packs were juicy. The event this packs is... are actually pretty juicy. I think they only have the three sleep. We only have three terrible ones in here. They're not uh, terrible. Not, not even a scratch, which is probably the best of the terribles. That was the least favorite. Uh, launch the feminine wiles. I we kind of don't need that anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, Hating Goku. on my girl. Goku Bro, hit. I have like two playsets now. <laughs> Goku hit arrival should have been a something alternate art or something. Doesn't need an event. Freeze like, a healing pod is dope. Uh, they need to arrival freeze the healing pod to be a two drop so I can play in King Gold. I'm going to say about right now, this is the juiciest event pack we have ever had introduced to us or 100%. revealed to us, however you want to put it. 100%. It cannot be 100% gas. You guys got to remember that. No, bro. Listen, Bandai, I'm here to help you out right now. Make you more money. <laughs> to be girl. There's like no way you could ever neg off of this pack. Like, I, if you're like the first wave of people to ever receive these packs, it's like guaranteed money. Bandai is literally taking the ammunition out of resellers and I don't want to say collectors because they're all alternate art but it's like people who are holding on to these cards like fighting against fate brainwashing them more those are like 50 plus dollar cards those prices are ridiculous yeah, those are 50 I'm so cards happy and those are getting reprinted I'm playing them like a normal yeah <laughs> I'm so prospect. happy they're getting reprinted because I need those cards and I just refuse to play the absurd price they're this is going to make heroic prospect player's choice drop to like 10 bucks I it's already near the 25 mark if good. not already I think the best the two best cards in my opinion from this event pack here are going to be um uh, fighting against fate and brainwash no more. These easy picks because they're they're in the two best decks. Yes, because I'm the well, best. The time, I play, well, only play the best decks. Even though DPU is getting a reprint as a winner, that's still a harder way to get it. It's not gonna be like easily like, accessible to everybody Just versus win. like event packs. Just win for it. Yeah. <laughs> how many winners do we have each event? One. There one. we go. Exactly. But yeah, but everybody gets event packs as entry for DPU. So I think it's DPU. Like the draw two apes. Yeah. Gonna mm -hmm. be the, which one is the is the the big card fighting against fate? I think the big. My is DPU. I think it's I think it's actually between uh, fighting against fate and DPU. Both those cards are extremely. I mean, DPU's obviously hit numbers higher than uh, fighting against fate ever has. But if you look at it now, I'm pretty sure that you can see D, uh, DPU and fighting against fate uh, sitting around the same price. Uh, it's probably the same bid number now. Yeah. I think I think right now both those two cards are in contention for the best uh, best money wise reprint. I think the thing is, is that with DPU, it's probably, quote-unquote, easier to find because, you know, if you find a box of, 
whatever the set DPU came out of, you okay. buy, you got a big chance. But the problem with fighting against Fate, that tournament set has been rotated out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, unless people are hoarding them, but there's really no shape, way, or form to access them. Sure. So, there's a small, it's just aftermarket. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I have uh, four of them. I, I don't have any. Last time I checked, I won them. I'm a broke boy. I got three winners, one right there. All I'm Not saying is, if I pull four Frieza Healing Pod in my four event packs, <laughs> you'll be a happy camper. I'm going to be a very happy camper. All I'll broke. tell you one thing. If I if I send you a text message saying I can't be on the podcast anymore, <laughs> it's because I pulled four Healing Pods out <laughs> no, of my four event packs. This, this is exactly what he's going to pull. Two Healing Pods, one Arrival Goku, and one Arrival Goku. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just know what the, that's what the message means. <laughs> If we don't make any more podcasts after this next month, you <laughs> so because we all pulled a rival Goku hits. <laughs> That's why. Um, I'm not. I'm not upset about these cards. I think they're pretty decent. I mean, obviously it's top heavy, which is great. Uh, I think the bottom is not nearly as bad as what we've had in the past. And I think oh, yeah. Bandai's realizing I mean, that. Veku. That was just a tournament kit. I'm still gonna complain about it. You will find me. A Can we just accept the fact that Veku was a filler? No, <laughs> that's exactly what the card was. Why? Because I pulled ten. Should have just made a token card instead. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's, to be honest, I would have had more value than what Veku brought <laughs> well, to the 100%, table. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Why? Because you could have made it. Fuck. They should have made like a draw your own face on Veku card. Just yeah. Draw on the stomach and just put a bunch of dicks on. It. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna cut that out for yeah, sure. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, no. The, these these event packs, the winners are always exciting because you know I think Bandai goes to like that that extra level of artwork, and those winners are definitely really exciting. You know, believe it or not, I'm really not too much of a big fan of the winner art for DPU. You know, but I know the Tyrannical Cooler and the Android 16, uh, especially Tyrannical, I think they're phenomenal. Oh, bro, but. I love the art for DPU. No, fair, I know, majority of people love it. It's off, just, bro. personally, me, I, I don't know. You hit it with a dick blast. Yep, <sighs> definitely read that about that one, but I don't know. It's just that choice of artwork. It's just, it's just didn't catch it for me, but yeah. But personally, I think if they could have done, like, some, like, you know, the type of um, dedication for artwork on this for like Final Flash replacing Android 16, I think that would have been a really cool one because Final Flash has definitely, you know, either that or the red one for Frieza Energy Ball or whatever Death Frieza's Ball. Death Ball. Yeah, oh, uh, that one has been a pretty cool card. It you know, uh, it definitely has its value in the meta. But Final Flash is definitely a popular card for Yellow, and I think that would have been a really good Final choice. Final Flash would be like a three hundred dollar card. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I, I like it that I think it's also a good choice too as well because of the fact the iconic attack rares have always been in and out of the meta mm -hmm. every single one of the colors has always found a way back in and back out of the meta no matter what yeah. like for a time being uh, when SS4 Vegeta was still big uh, Ultra Instant Kamehameha was like the biggest thing about it there was a deck that topped with Invoker where it ran one, uh, two I think it was Ultra Instant Kamehameha's oh, that's interesting okay and then there was uh, Freeze's Death Ball being played in a lot of red decks. I know in a lot of King Piccolo sides, people were running them. Some people were maining them, which is also a, a, an interesting choice. Uh, Cell Kamehameha always being in and out of uh, the meta for green hand destruction or just green interruption. You know, Reboot Gohan always like running that card because it was a good way to kind of pick and choose, try to, try to, rip, away, try to rip away some of their defense while they're going in for game. And then you've got uh, Majin Buu, Human Extinction Tech, Vegex, and uh, Supreme Kai of Time. Both really love that card. Yep. I'm happy with the event packs. But you know what I'm really happy with, though? Pick up the phone, dog. 
Because we motherfucking called it. Premium packs, baby. Yeah. We call, we were out here calling it, bro. That last podcast Check out we the did, last episode. Bro, shout out to the last episode, dog. I'm the biggest brain. We're the biggest brain people ever. Band, I, fucking hire us. Because I know you're taking their ideas. They're probably the ones listening to us. I know. <laughs> joke, shout, out to, shout out to Bandai. <laughs> Keep listening to us. Reboot Vegito. Yes. <laughs> Give me more Vecu TP kit packs. <laughs> Do not reboot. Vegeta. If you reboot Vecu, I'm straight up quitting this game. <laughs> Give us a reboot of both Vecu and Vegito. So yes, I want up. to never reboot Vegito, so that way you guys have motivation to get up every single day. Because <laughs> the moment they reboot Vegito, Yas will feel like your purpose in life is completed. Reboot Vegito, I'm quitting the podcast Why? because that's all my all my prayers have been answered. I can go ahead and retire as like a monk or something, 100%. live out my life with no worldly possession. <laughs> But um, for premium packs, though, they pretty much nailed everything that we said about it in the last podcast. You know, reprinting a lot of good SRs that don't have SPR prints, reprinting a lot of SPRs that are really high in value, uh, giving them alt art so that way there's a big there's a big differentiate. Because reprints are nice, but giving a reprint that looks an alt art away is even better. Like they did with the anniversary stuff, you know, with the uh, Crown of Retribution, Bard Operator's War Cry, uh, Mira, um, the uh, overall Mira that my brain already forgot how that card functions. Uh, just cards that are like that that are good but you know could use like a different reprint could look differently could look good and stuff like that so I think that um, this is a good choice and the fact they topped it off with uh, with what we also said to uh, entice people giving us secret reprints are the secrets also in our art as well? Uh, I'm going to read you the the thing I found the post some dude posted in the main thing it was an unofficial release but uh, Archive Booster is filled with rare and valuable reprints of cards from promos, draft boxes, expansions, starter slash ex- expert decks, theme boosters, and pre-Unison Warrior series boosters. So basically everything. Yeah. Um, off the bat, that means that your Demeager is probably going to be in here. Uh, each card is oh, available yeah. Demeager, in, a, baby. in an original reprint version with RE text and a hollow parallel version with new alternate art and gold stamp. Which makes me excited. So this is meaning that they're going to have SPR versions. Pseudo S. It's a pseudo SPR, but Jonathan's pretty much exactly right. An SPR version of like a card that might even be a common or a rare. Even common parallels have a gold stamp. So, Which is awesome. Uh, that'd be dope if we got like another sensitive bean reprint. Uh, no, stop that one. <laughs> uh, I also don't want any of that that Cabo Awakening bullshit. Stop doing that one. Oof. Okay, packs changed to eight cards instead of what twelve. Uh, $4.99 uh, $4. to reflect the premium quality of the product. Price. What a price right Hey, it's, it's 10 o'clock here. I'm, I should be in bed. But, uh, each pack contains two hollow cards. So you get two, I guess, potentially SPRs per pack. Uh, contains two secret rare reprints. The first secret rare reprints in card game history. So, here's the breakdown. You have uh, 30 commons... 15 uncommons, 9 rares, 7 super rares, and 2 secret rares. Obviously, everybody's discussing what they think this It's not going to be Victory Strike. Everybody stop that. It's definitely It's gonna not going to be Victory Strike. Goku. It's not going to be either Victory Strike. It's going to be Goku and Heroine's Lineage. And Heroine's Lineage. Shout <laughs> out to Heroine's Lineage. Four per case. <laughs> Shout out to Heroine's Lineage for being Heroine's Lineage. But, um, 7 SRs. 7 so, SRs. Do they, do they consider, like, all violent rares. <laughs> Do they consider like uh, campaign rares? They're not going to be in here, I guess. No, I wish they were, but no, because they're they're a different rarity altogether. Right. So I would yeah, because because uh, if it was if 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 it wasn't for that, I would have probably put my money on um, 
the uh, attack rares again because those those cards are just that good. The thing that throws me off is it says you'll include promos, starter, expert deck cards, expansion cards, and these are also their own rarity. I'm guessing they have like a rarity kind of. So I don't know. That that's also something. I'm guessing they they might uh they might shift them to a rarity now. Oh, they might be shifting these cards to a rarity, so that might be something new too about it as well. Is that you might actually start seeing cards like you know the Paragus Super Combo. They better be commons. Instead of it going common reprints. <laughs> instead of it going to a what what was the rarity actually for the Paragus Super Combo in the Battle Evolution pack? Starter. Star Oh, Battle Evolution? Yeah, Starter. Kept Starter. No, I know. I, I, as soon as you said that, I remember that it was Starter. And I was like, oh, Bandai. You, oh, you, I was about to look it up. This. No, he's right. He made that harder for me. I can't, no, I can't prove my point anymore. Hell yeah. But I think those cards are going to take up slots. So I think... Um, uh, I think some cards from uh, from uh, Starter decks that I could see... Uh, probably some of the cards from Broly Starter Deck because the Starter Deck is still pretty good. They uh, they slotted them in the uncommon slot, if I recall correctly, and some of them were in the rare slot. Yeah. Uh, so it just depends. Uh, I really couldn't tell you a lot because I don't know majority of the Starter Decks, and I know a lot of them are bad. True. Like the 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 Piccolo one, uh, the old ones. Let's not do this to ourselves. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so... Uh, what was the question? I went to There was no man. question. <laughs> 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 Alright, I think we're just going to do the biggest thing right off the bat. Let's Secrets. Market rares? We'll go super rares and then okay. rares. So, this is what this is what's going to be about. So, this can be like a freestyle of any day. Either Bandai is going to show us their intentions of what these reprints are going to be, or Bandai is just going to go throw us in the loop and be like, okay, so the reprint for this set, because I'm assuming we'll have more than one archive. This is what it's called, right? The archive? Archive. Yes. Booster one. Okay, so you know they can either throw a spitball. They'll be like, "All right, we're gonna do two super hot doo doo butter trash secrets." And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get oob, and we're gonna get freezes. Yeah, no, what they're gonna give us is the two reprints they did in the revision packs: the miraculous and the go tank. Oh, That's what they got. No. They can't do. They can't do the go tank, so they're gonna replace that one for the oob. Okay, why can't they do the because go tank? Because it says uh, pre Unison Warrior. Gotenks oh. came out with Unison Warriors. Oh. So you can do the SS3 Gogeta and the Oob. So what was, what was Unison Warrior? Was that set 10 or 9? Yeah, ten. set 10 and up. Oh. So you have Celzino and uh, uh, Vic uh, Invoker Victory Strike. Okay, so a lot of people are saying that Victory Strike is not going to be reprinted, which is Awakened Power. It's I not. say there's a possibility it might. Get out. Leave the podcast. I can't, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like one of the reasons they did this reprint is to give, like, Linea some form of support. I also, also want to point out, too, before we continue, I don't own Victory Strike. Mm. I don't have it graded. I don't own a single copy of that card. I do not own that card in any shape or form. In my belief, that card will never be reprinted. And that is just something uh, that I believe. I do not own that card in any shape, way, or form. I own that card, and I won in a $35 auction. Like I was saying. <laughs> Swap. Yo, swag. So I had to flex real quick, but... <laughs> no, but going back to it, regarding the secret, I we have no idea how it's going to play out. We have no idea if they're looking into, you know... I think in the last podcast I said that Bandai is probably going to look at, like, you know, which secrets are either going to be the most meta-relevant or which secrets are the most expensive, and they're going to help their community. Because right now, as you can see from these winter cards and these event packs, I feel like their intentions right now is to definitely help their community, and they're doing a really good job with it, especially with the reprints, you know... DPU coming, you know, DPU had no reprints, and now out of nowhere, within a one or two month span,
and it has three different variant of being reprinted. Like, you know, so I feel like, you know, Bandai is taking that step into pleasing the player base. So if we're looking at that, they're probably going to lean towards printing secrets that are being used in our meta and are really hard to come by. What set does Selzino come out of? Uh, nine. Nine. So there's a very strong possibility that Selzino might actually be reprinted as one of the two secrets. Now, the question is, are these secrets going to be equally distributed, or is one going to become the chase card like we talked about before, yeah, or so forth? That's my biggest fear, is that they're going to make, uh, that they're going to make, like, they'll, they'll do, like, okay, let's say, like, Selzino. I won't say, like, a doo-doo card, like, uh, like, Miraculous SS3, because that card's doo-doo. That's um, about let's yeah. talk about big smoke. Let, let's let, look at the, actually the card that turned in my head was uh, so an expensive card for kind of no reason, uh, 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 arcane absorption. Uh, Majin Buu. Yes. Okay. So like like because like you know they'll make uh, Majin Buu the uh, easy to access secret you know when it's kind of not even played but it just has a high price for no reason, but but over Selzina the card that desperately needs to be printed because it's uh, borderline breaching a one k for a secret that's played in a lot of decks. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just right now, we're just basically going to have to do our type of predictions, but that, that's what I believe. is It's just depending how they approach this, you know, archive booster set, it, I feel like will basically tell us how or what their attention is going to be for the following ones. Are we going to have one good secret, one semi-par secret, or are we going to have two really strong secrets because that's what our communities are looking for in order to compete in today's meta? Or are we going to go with two, you know, super hot doodle trash, butter, sticks, secrets that nobody really wants? <laughs> it's likely it'll be a chase and a, and a mediocre. Yeah. Maybe. I'm 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 actually gonna uh, swing left here. Uh, I'm gonna th- I think Bandai. What Bandai's gonna do is they're gonna pull their pants down, they're gonna take their dick out, and they're gonna swing hard, motherfucking left. Yeah. I think that we're the two secrets we're gonna get reprinted are Selzino and SS3 Majin Broly, the two most expensive secrets from that set block. That'd be really interesting. Because I think that uh, the they're trying to make these archive boosters more accessible to other players. And I think choosing those two secrets are the like the way to go. Uh, right. yeah, this is his own unique thing. Like this doesn't have a draft box, evolution booster box settings. Like we don't know if it's gonna come in a box of packs of three at a time, or if yeah, it's right. gonna come in a box of twenty four packs. I'm assuming it's not because the set is fairly small. They announced the prices per pack is five dollars. I imagine imagine these are blisters. Yeah. Right. So this, this could be blisters. So and the blisters that. are a box with three packs, or it's, it's pack. like a yeah, it's like it's like a cardboard pack target, with target like, packs. Yeah, it's hard to make. With what? It's it's a cardboard pack with three packs in it. Okay, no, okay. one pack. No blisters. Some blisters have three. Yeah, this is gonna be one because it's five dollars. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll get like a big blister. It's gonna just be a, an eight card blister booster. Goofy. So, uh, I could see them doing a big swing, but also a semi small swing, but. Something's telling me it's not going to be what everybody wants. Uh, I would say that the mediocre will be black smoke or negative energy balls. And the home run will either be... I can agree with SS3 uh, Agent of Destruction Broly, but I could also see like an Apex cells, you know. I don't think Victory Strike will be in this one. It would be the most biggest thing for them to do uh, Victory Strike on the first one. But then it would just be downhill from there. Like Nobody would want to buy additional unless there's like another game break i think they have to save that um i know one thing if, if that's going to be like a, a victory strike reprint 
it's just going to continue the problem with the whole, you know, people just buying, flipping them, and just holding them sealed to sell them down the road. Because this would definitely be one of those products where it will accumulate value, kind of like how Terminator Power Boxes are at this point. Right, but it's like, you know, even if it's there's a reprint, uh, OG will come down a little bit, but that means the reprint will be much less. So, like, I'm okay with there being a uh, $2,000 original Victory Strike and then, like, a, a $800 reprint. It makes it not super affordable, but, you know. There's another method to correct. acquire the card you need. Right. If, if, you, if, if you're Evan, right? If you want to play with OG Victory Strike. Um, do we care about going over any of the other predictions? I think it's just everybody's hyped on the Seeker Rares. It's, it's, yeah. I mean... Uh, Seven SRs, ten... I there's so many SRs to choose from. It's, it's like it's like I said, it's just depending how Bandai wants to attack the situation. I think regarding the SRs, there's going to be like, you know, four very, you know, playable SRs in our met, today's meta, and then three just throw-ins or whatever yeah. reason. The only the only prediction I'm going to make for the SR is to be great because it's an actual SR. Other than that, actually, no, I've got two predictions. No, I can't. It's Dropbox, right? They have Dropbox. Yeah, so my only two predictions, Demigra and uh, uh, King Piccolo, the one that free plays from using. That was before set 9 or 10? No, but they said Dropbox. Oh, any of them? Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to assume uh, that it's any. Yeah, I'm going to assume it's any Dropbox. So those are my two predictions. If not, it's going to be hard to tell. Eradicator of Peace. Uh, Eradicator of Peace would also be good, but then we're, then we're getting three SRs from the same Dropbox. But then again, those are kind of cards that need reprints because they are very powerful. What were the good cards from Dropbox Five? What was the name of Dropbox oh, Five? Oh, there is there there is a Divine Multiverse. The Multiverse, Rebrand came out. Let's the, talk about the Band Boys, which is Universe they Three. They got reprints. Yeah, yeah. actually, no. There is one card that didn't get a reprint. It's actually good from that set. Kyle Ken. Ooh, Kyle Ken could use a reprint, and that card's really good. That would be a very good one because yeah. they've reprinted the. Uh, the dogs already, mm-hmm. so that would be a, a good one to hit. They reprinted a lot of cards from that set. They reprinted on um, yeah, that's like a, a good amount of reprint. Protector of the people got a reprint. The ultimate deck they got the reprint version. of one of each primary color. Basil exploiting weakness. Obuni Rebrian. You know, Protector got reprinted as I mentioned, and then exploiting weakness is the worst art ever for that reprint. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I did three dollars now. Yeah, they're like three bucks now. I didn't like any of the reprinted artwork. I looked at all the original. I was just like, I don't know. I like the Ribrian, the Ribrian and the Basil. Actually, I like I like the Ribrian more because listen, she's about to like you know yeah you know, just fuck you with that heart. She rips those cards out of your hand like an asshole. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe try to determine what the rares are. That's like yeah, that that that's taking a pot shot in the dark, but. I think for the SRs, we're just going to get a bunch of booster repr- uh, draft box reprints because those are just the best draft box. Those are just the best reprints for SRs. Actually, None of the older stuff from the older set kind of is good and doesn't survive in the newer meta. Everyone's going to be like, oh, but. Uh, uh, it's an archive booster. Uh, Surge Broly or something like that. Like, no. If you're getting like alternate arts, right? Like, we talked about this, right? Where it's like, hey, these SRs that didn't get SPR treatment, those will probably be up for grabs. Some, some of the ones. I'm just hoping it's good cards. Yeah. Because also all draft box cards never got uh, SPR reprints, so we're my theory is fan service reprints. Yeah, we're gonna get the crappy ones. That look cool though, and they're gonna be like favorite characters. Yeah, the only thing I'm hoping is that we get set one, set two uh, SR reprints that then get SPR, so I can run them in my goat decks. Listen, go. as long as I get cooler from set two reprints, I'm good. Bro, as long as I get a set two Vegito. Shut up! <laughs> my God, <laughs> shut up! I didn't realize what you just said. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, we're in the podcast. Good night. Sheesh. Sheesh. All right, two more topics, and we can do shout-outs and call it. Um, expansion sets are the next release, officially. 
June 25th for now. We'll see if they do a pushback. But these are going to be similar to the um, the combat, whatever they called them, that had set 10 and set 11 the, booster the packs. The combat the, evolution and combat the, expansion. With the orange dice that you can't tell what the fuck you rolled. Uh, they've changed the color dice to blue and black, mm -hmm. like to the negative balls, which looks good, and you can actually read them. Thankfully. They changed them to actually all blue, so everything looks the same. <laughs> That's they're going to be their, their revision. Uh, but they're going to come with battle evolution packs and set 13 packs. I'm not a big fan, and I, I noticed that they avoided set 12 packs altogether. They're like, fuck that. Yeah. So well, Because set 12 was, was pretty, pretty trash. Set 12 wasn't trash. It's was pretty trash. Swap Broly, Gogeta... Final Rays. Final wasn't set 12. Yes, it was. I love how you call out only the red cards. Yeah, because <laughs> that's, that's, set. that's all you need. Final <laughs> Rays was definitely set 11. No, it wasn't. Swear. Swear? Swear. For a million bubble? Yeah. I bet. So little waste. Anyway. <laughs> Man, uh, I got really quiet and I realized we're not on video, so nobody's going to see that. We're going to have to cut that out of the podcast. We're not. Hell uh, yeah. I, I, I think this is going to be interesting because it's going to be. The big thing is the uh, expansion cards. I can't There's wait to be, be ten game. cards, so two of each, uh, in each set. So you're gonna get uh, it's a Saiyan booster and an Amakian booster. So there's gonna be twenty cards total, which means ten different cards because they give you two of each in each expansion. Uh, archetypes that these are gonna hit. I'm imagining they're gonna be themed around the set that they have released in these. Mm -hmm. So maybe set twelve might get some love too, but I doubt it. Set thirteen. And at Battle Evolutions, I'm I'm gonna go with Nappa getting some support, and then uh, what the fuck did I say earlier? Um, uh, you said Nappa and Android 16. No Bardock's crew. Yeah, that's from this set, true. But yeah. for Battle Evolutions, I think it's Android 16 gets support, and Nappa, Nappa. gets support. Yeah, I was gonna say Nappa again. And then for Battle or for set 13, I think Bardock's crew will get some support. And I think Chill will definitely get some support. No, shut up. Do not give that fucking Chill's getting some fucking support. Fuck off. I will put $20 on it. Fuck off. I'm not putting $20 on anything because I don't want any money going. You saw how many Chill cards they put in this Do you know how many Chill cards I pulled? I have enough to make the deck. Times 10. I hate that. Kyoken. Oh my god. Kyoken chilled. I think, uh... Those are my predictions for the expansions. I think for, um... I'm gonna go ahead and just, uh... Go ahead and just say my favorite deck because I want them... Man, listen out for me, dog. Uh, King Piccolo, <laughs> go ahead. Give me some more. Give, give me some more support for that deck. I like that deck a lot. Uh, King Cold, give us another field card. You know, I like field cards. I can see that. We gonna get some. Uh, we gonna get some more. Um, I think uh, all jokes aside, Dark Broly because Bandai loves giving Dark Broly support for no reason. Indirectly though. In, uh, indirectly, they literally made a card that says Dark Broly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be. Um, do you think they get TN support? Uh, you know, that's actually a good call. No. <laughs> because that would be smart. <laughs> I'm just no. saying, there's a lot of battle evolution actually, decks. No. I do have a real, a real, real uh, answer suggestion. Heroines, uh, heroin, they're going to get a support. This they're just going to be a pack of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to get a little plastic baggie. What's this? Your heroin is not a pack of heroin. Oh, dog. Chill. But yeah, I think we're going to get heroin support. Um... Well, they said Saiyan Booster and Namekian Booster. Yes, but there's only one Namekian deck that's good. King Piccolo. Do you want to give a whole set to King Piccolo support? Go Lord ahead. Slug, baby. Let's no, go. Shut up. If you give Lord Slug support, <laughs> I'm actually going to start burning cards in front of the Bandai parking lot. I will I will fly out there. 
Do not make that deck. Do not give that deck any more support. It is trash. I'll slide with you. It's just because I want to see what the Bandai parking lot looks like. <laughs> Marco predictions? Marco predictions? <laughs> it's shot of the dark, man. I'm still interested to see where those Evolution Booster King Vegeta cards are, like, you know, supposed to be leading towards. The ones where, you know, to get the free arrival, they evolve up to a chain. I'm still trying to see what the ultimate goal is with that deck, unless I already missed it, which is kind of lackluster if that is the they case. They have, like, a halfway point where you go into that um, Vegeta from Assault of the Saiyans, the one yeah. that burns you. That's, like, a halfway point, but, that, no, I agree with you. I think that the that chain goes up to something bigger. Yeah, I think so. We're definitely probably going to see heroin. You know, not for nothing, but ever since Evolution Booster came back, I mean, came out, I, I haven't heard about anything about Heron excluding the secret. But, you know, it's just one of those situations where, where you can make a multicolored deck. You know, you, you expect to see some type of crazy combo, but I haven't really heard anything about that deck at all. But, yeah, I think something may come in for support for the King Vegeta stuff. I believe something will come in for one of the decks in set 13, maybe like Bardock's Crew, as Jonathan said. Maybe even chilled, or maybe but, something for the Android 17 and 18. Because I, I know a lot that. of people are saying that deck seems to be a little bit lackluster, especially the future Gohan that yellow. Maybe something will come out for that deck. Then yeah, we'll see what, how it plays out. But right now it's just it's just gonna be a shot in the dark. But I think it'll be really cool if they continue the support for that King Vegeta evolution lineup. I think that should lead them to something you know that can give you more value out of. No, I agree. Any set 12 predictions? Mine's definitely PyCon. Or, I'm sorry, PyCuhan. <laughs> You're talking about, like, it releasing support? Yeah, getting some report, uh, support in this expansion. Uh, I already forgot what the leaders came out of that set. What was the blue, PyCon, and who else? It no, was we... blue, PyCuhan, and Janemba. Janemba. Oh, yeah, the chain that is better with every other leader in the, <laughs> in the game. <laughs> Correct. All right. You know people are still running. You know people are running that in Gohan now. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm telling you that better. the chain is so good, but there's just so many other better leaders out there. Like that leader should have been something along the lines of like, man, when you when you like get to the fourth chain of Zeno Evolve, when you get to the sixth drop, like just do some absurd effect. Like I don't know. That card does a lot for its chain. It's free. That's the problem with that yeah. chain. Everything well, is just free. free. Yeah, because you play because you you put the skills back in your hand, play the three drops, swing twice. Put the ball underneath, restand, swing with crit, restand one of your energies. With the potential of drawing a card or untapping yeah. something. Tap, if, yeah. if your Untap opponent doesn't work a battle card. card. Evolve on top of it. You've got a dual attack crit, draw two cards. Yeah, like the whole thing is just insanely free. You, it probably costs you at most two energies to do the entire chain that probably nets you a card at the end of it all. And so if you do it with the Soul Striker leader, you get those two energies back. Funny enough, though, it's still not enough for it to make a stand in the meta. So that either tells you is it something that the chain's not doing enough it of, can't get over dark or blue. is it you know blue still not having the proper support it needs to regain control of the meta like yes. it used to. I think your biggest, uh, always the biggest hurdle for a deck is can it get over dark Broly? Dark mm -hmm. Broly is pretty much your gateway, your gateway deck for being a good deck. Can you get over dark Broly or can you be dark Broly faster? Probably explains why red is so good. Violent Rage just shuts the deck now. Mm -hmm. Because red's good. Yeah. And that's why for set 12, King Piccolo. <laughs> okay. Fair. King Piccolo. And you set 12 predictions, Marco? I know you weren't a big fan into the set, but... Uh, I gotta remember all the leaders. Lord Slug. No. Not a fan of it. Well, I'm just listing leaders. <laughs> um, Gogeta, Xeno. That's a cool, you know, I really like that deck. That's a cool concept. That thing does not need any more support from this expansion because, my lord, 
two in a row back to back. We have winner printed uh, Gogeta cards. So the, I think that give it a third winner card. Yeah, that deck has what it needs. I think it's just you know it, it it's performing well from the local scene. What I'm seeing, I know there's a player from Team Reyes has been using it. He's been finding some success with it. Rudy. So Rudy. Yeah, so from Rudy, I know I've seen a couple of games that he's played with it, and he's been finding success with it. It's fairly aggro. I know there's other players. I've seen some DL. They've been working on it and so forth. So it's definitely in the local scene. It's been, like, you know, doing work. It's just I think it's going to be one of those situations. Is they have the cards that they need. Do they need any more support? Probably not. It's just going to depend how the meta is shaping out and if the deck can handle what the meta is bringing for them. If it can't, then it's not its time. When the meta evolves again, then maybe Gogeta can come in and, you know, take its place in the meta and so forth. But I think it's on the doorstep. Yeah, for sure. What were the yellow cards from the previous set? Frieza. The one that nobody plays? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, there we go. Hold on. And shout Weez. out. Shout out to Expansion Booster. I think the... Fri- no, don't... Do- I hate Weez. That day is so bad. Shout so out we have Frieza. It's either going to be Weez or Frieza because they need to... One of those decks has to come out because those decks do not survive anything. Yeah, they're, they're Shout out to Simon, though. He tries to make them decks work for some reason. And he does. Yeah, he won he with Weiss before. I know he won with Weiss, which I, I think... touch Freeze, I don't think. I think Weiss is the better of the two decks. Well, it's a skillless deck. Yeah, because... It, well, I know it's a skillless deck, but I think it's just, yeah, it's it's just the better of the two. Yeah, what did Red have in set 12? King Piccolo. King Piccolo. And baby. Launch. And Launch. That's the only thing I remember. Because they're both really good? Yeah, support Launch. There you go, yeah, support Launch, see? <laughs> I'm free right. Launch. King Piccolo is doing well enough for themselves. They're the only right. ones who got a unison out of the entire set that gets additional plus one counters from a battle card, other than all the other cards. That's Hold true. on. Mechibura does the same thing. We're talking about from that set. We're talking about from the 12. Oh, yeah, no. But, yeah. Uh, the only one that can potentially get additional counters like within a, uh, a single interval between the two turns of the both players will be the medical or unison, where it gets a counter on your turn and your opponent's turn when an extra card is activated. But other than that, I think this subject was brought up, actually, Jonathan, before, but, you know, we talked about the, the blue, which is a self-freeze unison. Whatever unison came out of set 12, they, they just don't, they they just don't officially gain counters in order to make rejuvenation that efficient compared to how King Piccolo does it. Yeah, yeah that's why I don't like the the, uh, the Shadow Dragon unison for uh, for uh, Mahibora, yeah. because it's an activate main to give it a counter. And then it's a minus one to uh, uh, put two Dragon Balls from your deck into your drop area draw card. I'm like, it's not that good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand why they make unisons like that. Like, if you're like, give it a plus to do something. My my thing is, it's just regarding unisons. If you make one unison that efficient, I feel like all the unisons should be as efficient. Yes. Like, you know, that, that that was a subject brought up before. I think it was during the time when we had guest star Chris Clay and Simon come in for us. Yes. But, yeah, I, I think that's just one thing I wish Bandai could consistently do. It's just in the upcoming future sets, if you're going to make a, like, a generic card, one for each color, it's kind of like the, the negates that work in the drop area. When they used to be really good against, you know, Apex of Power, they were discarded, but you can still use it. They all did exactly the same thing. You tap one negate. If you tap one for the drop area, you warp it, and then you warp um, the corresponding color to it, and then negates. They all did exactly the same thing, so it was equal value for every single color. I think they just need to continue that same strategy and treatment for upcoming cards like that for every single set. No, yeah, 100%. Give me some Sherman Salsa support. I'm, I'm not opposed <laughs> I'm not opposed to that, actually. I no, mean, we're not talking Sherman- about the dance and the salsa for the chips. <laughs> I think that. Uh, Shroom and Salsa kind of needed. They got they, some in this last set. They got overshadowed. That's all Mechibora. Those cards do not interact with that, unfortunately. Don't you just love it when you have cards come out that 
has the name of your current deck from the previous set, but it says, yeah, we only work for a different archetype. <laughs> Sad days. Sad days. Dark Rolly really doesn't go through that, what I heard. Oh, yeah, 100%. And that's why Dark Rolly is retarded. <laughs> um, last segment, Anniversary Box. The only thing we really need to talk about is predictions for reprints. Obviously, I think Violent Rays is top of the list. Um, Charismatic Villain, Frieza. Yeah. I think you're going to get a, a, a cycle of counter cards. Not, not counter plays or counter attack. Just counter cards. Sure. I mean, we have the Vegeta and the God's Healing on the event packs already. So, and Dormant obviously has gotten a shit ton of reprints. You're going to get uh, Dormant. Dormant. <laughs> You're going to get Violent Rays, uh, Charismatic Villain. You're going to get Release from Evil. Uh, Release from Evil is... Yellow. Uh, no, I think we're gonna go newer. I think they are. I think I'm gonna take a, uh, uh, my my devil's advocate vote again. I think we're gonna get uh, power of the super saiyan. When is it coming now? Hmm? It comes out in September. September. Yeah. Oh, so we're gonna have another set released by then. Yeah, what yes, we? we'll have set fourteen before. So I think I, like I, said, I think we're gonna get power of the super saiyan again. I think would be. Would you all be upset if they did reprints of the? Uh, Free play negate blocker cards like homicidal clones. Yes. Like, but if they made them like cool looking, I was hey, mad when they made the uh, like when you're at five or less, you can. Oh those? Probably not. I mean, knowing them, that's probably something they will do. Yeah, because they I mean they need to fill up slots. So I mean, alt art foil. Yeah, probably. I mean, I I can probably guess that they're gonna do that because they do need to fill up slots. But I think the biggest ones are going to be Violent Rays, uh, Charismatic Villain, Demigra. Um, Power of the Demigra for some random reason, but I, I want Demigra in there. For, um, for all we know, they're probably going to show an image of set 4 SPR Demigra being reprinted, and then they're going to announce a message the next day saying, oh, I'm sorry, we posted the wrong Demigra, and they're going <laughs> to post up the draft box Demigra. I so, still wish they would have kept the Champa double strike reprint. That would have been dope. I wish they would have kept the Iron of Will, Wait, just for laughing giggles. That was supposed to be a thing? That would have been dope. They have Replaced it with Topo? Something. No, shut up. That's a, the the Chompa one's way better. I'm agree with Jonathan. No, I think but, Topo was there already. They replaced the Chompa for, or maybe the Topo wasn't there. It was something where they I'd were like, take the Chompa because the Chompa is a really good card in every day. I think that was the first anniversary box actually. Yeah, I'm so it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been Topo. I just know that whole Iron Will situation that's supposed to be a war cry. That was just a. That was just an interesting situation that played out. You know yeah. what? I'm going to change my mind. Very comical. They're all Chompas now. <laughs> all double strikes. Yeah. Not even the Kai, just the Chompa. Bro, like, for real, though, put the Chompa back in. I actually like that idea. Yeah, I kind of want a Chompa because a lot of decks utilize Chompa. Like, it's a it's a viable win condition. Yeah, and if you What's a viable win condition? Chompa. Yeah, Chompa I heard that about, like, 30 times in the past two minutes. <laughs> Chompa, dog. Chompa. Chompa. I mean, Chompa. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a, a Chompa or a Supreme yeah. Kai. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a Chompa either, dog. I think Chompa's a good card. Chompa, dog. Chompa. Yeah, when are we going to get my Chompa secret? Chompa. Yeah, I agree. Chompa's a good card. Yeah, Chompa's a good card. I don't know how many times I won with Chompa and how many times I lost against a Chompa. Bro, you Chompa is definitely a key card. Bro, you ever Chompa and Awaken and don't have your Chompa anymore because you Awaken with the No, I've always had my Chompa. Either I drew my Chompa or I caught it off for life. Luckily, it's the end of the podcast. Uh, I don't think there's any real big surprises yet. It's so far away from. from Hopefully, by the next time we come back, we have seen Champa used at tournaments. <laughs> Maybe even the leader Champa, but we know the double strike. We know we know double strike Champa would definitely be played by Dark Brody players and maybe multiple other players. But Champa is definitely in the play for multiple decks. I agree. 
Yeah, because Chompers is a good card. But no, in a serious note, by the time we come back, I think like in a biweekly and like you know schedule, I think one of the online webcam events are going to be going off already, maybe two. So hopefully, we'll have an event to talk about to to at least see now with set thirteen being released how the meta is going to start forming. We're going to see what people are leaning towards. We're going to see what they think is going to be the best deck. And ultimately, we're just going to see what's going to perform very well. I think PPG's uh, in-person event for the release is happening. And then we'll have Core online, I think, mm-hmm. by the time we're recording it. Which is actually good, because those are two separate. Because PPG does their own thing, and then Core does uh, the official stuff. PPG does the official stuff, too, but it, it, uh, PPG more focuses on their tour, which is fine. So it's going to be interesting to see two different um, analysis from from two different um, uh, companies. I'm actually excited to see the um, meta breakdown analysis. Mm-hmm. Joey Palladino. Joey Palladino. I want to see you with. Uh, <laughs> come on the podcast, bro. Hey, yo, Joey Palladino, come on the podcast. Man. You're like in line actually because we got a few people we got to get on here first. But uh, shout outs, shout outs. Champa. Champa. <laughs> Set two Vegeta reboot. Yeah, reboot, uh, reboot set. Uh, set two Vegeta reboot Champa. Uh, Lotus Gaming Shop, the Salt Boys Home Home Squad Shop. Right now, I'm, it's too late for me. Uh, shout out to the teams, all Houston that came out to the Team Wars Salt Boys, obviously Team Lethal. Uh, some of Team Meta Club that showed up, but in general as a squad. Yeah, shout out to Milton. <laughs> shout out to Milton representing Meta Club on his own. Big Millie. Uh, shout out to Galaxy Gaming. Shout out to all the locals that support Dragon Ball, Alter Ego, Evolve, Nangleton, Dragon Slayer, Sidetex, uh, Cards and Comics, and Adventure Begins. I don't I haven't been to half of them, but shout out to y'all. Uh, give my shout out to Galaxy Gaming, number one shop in Houston, number one shop in Texas. Always, baby. Shout out to Team Lethal. Shout out to David. Shout out to Sebastian. And give big shout out to Gio. He shipped off for the Navy a week ago. So big shout out to that man. Yeah, professional. And then also shout out to uh, our new our new team member Marco. Oh man, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> she. Nah, she. So now, uh, I definitely forgot to say this earlier. I felt like we should have brought this up, but regarding the Team Wars event, I know we say Team Rays won, but I want to give like you know a direct congratulations to them. They performed very well. They got first place at Team Wars and third. Yeah, and third, you know. Did the they one with the Champa? Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw them play a, a good amount of Champas, but. <laughs> At least the play set. But yeah, no, shout out to Chad, Jose, and Eric. They got they were the team, uh, won the team, re- team from Team Rays who got first. So shout out to them. Congratulations. But yeah, so my personal shout outs, first of all, to Team Champa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to MediClub, you know, they're my boys. Always will be my boys, you know, a bunch of knuckleheads, hard-headed, stubborn people, but they're always fun and cool to hang out with. But Facts. Yeah. I'm knuckleheads. <laughs> but, yeah, shout-out to them. Shout-out to all the locals. Shout-out to all the teams for, like, you know, making the Houston community great, as always. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be it. That's going to be it. So, boys. Take it easy. Chop up. <laughs> Next time. Chop up.